This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. It's, it's hard to speak about Rabbi in uh, past tense. Um, I came to the yeshiva in Tafshin Lamed, 1970, and Rabbi was running the yeshiva at the time. And uh, I was by him recently, and you know he was debilitated, but he was still uh, running things and running everything. Um, it's incredible to see. On the one hand, he was able to um, be keep things going when Gedolah Olam or Sheshiva, Reb Chaim, Nachum, and yet they trusted him. And he knew exactly his boundaries, what he's supposed to do. And he did that full force. And when he has to pull back through the different kufas of different Rosh Hashivas, through the kufa, recent kufa, when the Rosh Hashivah is much younger, and be able to work hand in hand with so many different people, is incredible. I'm sure many people will speak about is knowing all the Bachrim, his chesed, um, his care, and so on. I'd like to focus on something that I think not much is thought about, and that is his philosophy of chinuch. Um, he came from a, a home where it was the mokom chinuch. His father was the mashkiach of heaven, which was yeshiva built on the altars and uh, mahaloch of Chinuch. He, he grew up there. He, he, he absorbed every bit of it. And uh, this was the person. I think people will be puzzled a little bit by the word philosophy um, as used with Rebaran. He didn't express himself philosophically. And at first glance, it was easy to miss um, the sense that there was underwriting principles. The one thing that people have brought to mind was giving everybody a chance. The fact that he resisted throwing out Bachrim, the fact that he insisted on taking all sorts of Bachrim, and um, that certainly was an important part of him. But I would like to touch on something else that I think many people don't understand. And that and and this was what he wanted out of Bachran. What he felt was the most important um, element to bring out the Bachran. Um, I'd like to first phrase it with a a a Chazal and actually a Stiran Chazal. If you look in Pirkei Avis, some of the um, worst Midas. If you, if you if you were to try and to put a finger on what is perhaps the worst mida, so one of the strong contenders would be azpanim, azpanim legehenim. Um, so it, it just the mida itself is a one way ticket to gehenim. So you know, there's a person people could pick out other midas, but azus. Azus Metzach, Azus Panim is a Mida that is, is, is 
definitely want to divorce Midas. Um, I remember, I think Rabshon Shadron once said over that there was a bacher in Raden who did a lot of not good things, and the Chavetz Chaim said to hold on to him, he'll be good yet. On the other end, there was one bacher who behaved with chutzpah towards the cook, I think, and the Chavetz Chaim said immediately to get rid of him because Azpan Meghenim, there's no hope for that. So Azus is definitely one of the worst meters, if not the worst meter. On the other hand, it says Torah was given to Kleisol because they're the Azin Sheba Umos. Um, our daily avoda starts with being Az Kenemer. So we have Azus, that's our ticket to getting Torah. We have Azus, that is um, the way we start off our morning. The Az Kenemer, Giba Kari, Ratzkatsvi. Um, so, so as Kenemer is the first thing we do. So what is the Midah of Asus that's positive? We understand very well why, what is the bad Midah of Asus. The bad Midah of Asus is that we resist authority. Our relation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu rests on the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the authority, the ultimate authority. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is authority, and Kabbalah is And that's why um, somebody doesn't have that midah. He, 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 he didn't start. It's a no-starter. He, he's, he's, he's not an over Hashem, period. But where is the Azus positive? There's an expression that in, in the Sfarim, uh, it, it's, it's a later expression. It's a lot more. Um, the the Sfas Emes benches it from his grandfather in one or two places, and uh, and Rabbi Rucham talks about it, but it's it's mostly I haven't seen it brought before the Sidious Farm, and it's called Azus de Kedusha, Azus in the service of Kedusha. Um, how do we understand that? When did a Mida of Merida become uh, a uh, a Mida of Kedusha? So first, let's talk a little bit, just a, a, a few moments about the Mida itself, and then we'll try to apply it. The, um, the, the first Jew recognized HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Avram Avinu was Makir HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's who he is. Ben Shalosh was in his The Rambam when he dis- explains the Avroma Vino's development, starts with his Merida in Avodazara. He starts with him slowly becoming less and less comfortable with Avodazara until he chucked it, and then he found the Kanish Baruch Hu. In other words, the, the, the world comes with as the ultimate authority. And Mitzad Ra, there are alternative authorities, um, authorities that present themselves as alternatives. And those alternatives are um, Avodazara. Those alternatives are society. They could be kings and, and Xeris Ross of sorts. But, but the, it's, it, it starts with 
an alternative um, a authority figure. And unless a Yid has the Koyach to reject that, then he's not going anywhere. So the first, the, the ability to reject muskamos, muskamos means norms, social norms, societal norms that, that, that have been presented to us as givens, and to ponder and say, they're not at all given. It's, it's not true. It's not something I have to accept. And reject that is the assode for any positive avoda. So the azponim is somebody who is rejects the authority of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He's lifne Hashem and he's azponim, and that's a churm. That, that there's no hope. There's no ruchnius. That if it's not built on Rebbe Shalom and 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 his authority and our hachna. Then there's nothing. Then then it's a, it's a no go. But there is an azus that's necessary, and that's to get rid of all the false gods that present themselves as gods. Not only is it as important, but usually it comes first. For all of us, from when Adam Rishon was chayte. And the Nachash presented himself as all-knowing and all and, and being a benefactor. And from then on through Avodazara, we are born in Khaishikh. We're born in a situation where we we um are in, in engulfed with all sorts of quote unquote authorities, all sorts of givens that we first have to reject, and then we could be Mikabal Omar Shamay. That's reality. So there are, there's the Azus that is Churban, and there's Azus of Kedusha. And the Azus of Kedusha is usually for us what precedes and what allows the Achna of Kedusha to take place. That's when you're talking about Avodazar and, and, and so on and so forth. I want to speak about people. Um, I want to tell over something Rav Aaron Chodesh once told me. And I felt that this was um, a, a sort of who he was and a mission statement. He was also speaking about American Bachrim. And they got him very annoyed. He says, you know, I yell at one of them, and he melts and, 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 and disintegrates. He said, what are you melting? Yell back at me. Why don't you yell at me? That was the way he characterized it. Um, anyone who knows knew and knows Rebbein in any way, that, you know, his, his, his gruff and the doer and this and that, the other, he didn't tolerate meekness. And 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 uh, he, he whether it was in, in the praving and everything like that, but this was something to him. He says, why don't they argue and yell back? He used to be very uh, annoyed. Heaven Yeshiva, the minute was to, as when Yeshiva said, I remember would ask, and, you know, questions, and there would be a kol merkacha. You know, by, by, as a mirror, I would say a little bit overdone. But Lamaisa, the, the, um, it was, that was the, that was the Ruach Yeshiva. In the mirror, there was a lot of acceptance. And, and, and it was, I guess, an American thing. 
it could be something to do with the mirror, but but Akapanim, he that was something that he really tried very hard to change. And and this was in one way or another, this was his personality. And I want to explain why it's important. Every person, where the time he gets to being in yeshiva, is surrounded by a lot of muskamos, by a lot of things that we seem to take for granted. Yes, you're not terribly good. You, you're not terribly bright. You know Rebecca Vega. You, you have no zitzflesh. You can, you know, if you, if you learn an hour to a day, that's good. You, you've got no tolerance. If, unless you live in a, f- a five-star hotel, you, you're not going to, you can't make it. Um, we, by the time we've reached yeshiva, we have a set of givens about ourselves that define us. And that definition, even if on the surface it's right, is our stop. We're never going to go past that point because I know that I'm, I'm not that smart. I know I don't have so much this flesh. I know I don't have so much tolerance. So I'm not going to grow. I'll never grow. I'll never become more than that. The ability to stick out a tongue and to say, I don't care who you are, but I know that I can do what I feel like doing. And if I decide to become a London, if I decide to learn through Masechta, if I decide to pin myself down to base Medrash, I'll make it happen. And and more than the fact that what you think about me is not going to freeze me where I am, sometimes even the pleasure of showing you wrong is a positive pleasure. You told me I'll, I'll never be able to do this. Well, guess what? I did it. So yes, that draws a bit from the bedafka of a person, but but th- that that bedafka is is um, toif. So Reb Aaron felt that the most the most important meter to develop in a bacher is azus, self confidence. A, a, a desire to prove everybody wrong, a desire to do whatever whatever needs to be done in order to become the person I need to become, um, and and that was his personality. He told me uh, the last one of the last conversations I had. I sat with him at a dinner. He had come to a dinner so four years ago, I think it was in, in Shiva. So I don't know. He was late 80s, early 90s, that, that age probably had his accident with him. I don't, I don't remember already. I was sitting next to him, and I made some comment, some wry comment. I said, you run around the world. I, I barely have Koyach to drive up from, from Washington to here. So he looked at me, and he said, you have Koyach. You're just lazy. So I, I told him I got a Musashmus for free, Rebaron. This is, uh, you know, I, I was Zoha, Menehefke, and a Musashmus. But that was his point. People commented on his, um, on the way he pushed himself uh, with his oxygen tank, went to England, went to this, went to that occasion. Part of it was that, that of Azus. 
What does it mean I'm being fenced in? A person is not fenced in. Godless Adam means that you don't have boundaries. Godless Adam doesn't mean that you are a big person. It means that you can push through anything. Even the last Kufa, I mean, anyone his age and his and his health circumstance would have closed himself off. He basically said, and he, he said that they, they, they kept me around for some reason, and it's not to sit and hunker down. I'm here for a reason. Whatever it is, whatever Hashem Sashbrenius is that I'm around this long, is for a reason. And he, he pushed until, until the end. I think that that was his um, underlying philosophy, what Yeshiva is, and what Yeshiva needs to fasten Bachrim. Um, the, the, the first thing is a person needs to begin to believe in himself and disbelieve other people's um, if the, 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 the limits that other people are facing him. Now, remember, it's important that the person not believe about himself where he is, that he's chashev, because then he's going no place. If a person thinks that he's already reached it, then he's not going to. Then he's not going to change either. A person needs to understand where he is, but what he needs to be kofer is that he can't be much further. And the, the like it says, it says the shvur that that they make you swear um, when you when you're born. The gemara nida held there was another Even if everybody tells you you can't, thumb your nose at them. Tell them they don't know what they're talking about. Prove it to them they don't know what they're talking about. That part of a person that wants to make something of himself and disprove the people who've, who've boxed them in, that's harness that incredible koch and make it happen. It's a philosophy that kind of is lost. Um, it's, it's something that I, is not understood that much more effective or much more necessary, maybe is a better word, than telling people um, how bad they are and, and implying they'll never be much better, kind of saying, you know, yeah, maybe there's some hope, pushing the other way. That a filibacha with confidence, filibacha with a drive to push himself to prove that he can do what he wants to do. Push him so that he can disprove people who've said he has limitations. That was, I believe, his philosophy. It's something that um, it, 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 it was whole life. Anyone who, who had any cashier with him, if you think about it, that was his whole personality. Um, that was the, all the stories about, uh, you know, Bachram, I saw somebody wrote, this is Israeli Bachram that came from our Israel, and he went into Baron. so for 45 minutes, Baron wiped the floor with him. You're nobody, I don't want you here, and then his friend said, great, that means that, that he's probably going to accept you, go back tomorrow. Came back the next day, and Baron yelled at him again, and then he said, okay, go register. Basically, what Ron wanted to see is he wanted to sort of work up your juices. I'm, I'm, I've, I've made a shmat out of you, 
And if you say, I want to come, then you're telling me that I'm here to disprove you. And that he liked a lot. It's somebody who spent 55 years actively. It's somebody who spent 95 years. This was the, this is what he grew with, Slabotka and so on. It's an akuda to, to think a lot about. And uh, it's, it's something that's so not in style today, so not understood. But this was, this was what Slabotka was about. And this is what Rebbein brought to the mirror. Um, he, he, Bez Hashem, the, that void should somehow be filled, and and um, and hopefully we'll come to recognize more and more how much Rebbein was such a uh, central feature in Yeshiva, even if he was in the shadow of giants, and and and, and even though he always was just doing things, but how much his personality and the way he did things and the policies he set influenced the yeshiva. Hopefully with time, we'll begin to understand more and more. And hopefully we can somehow continue those nekudas of, of, of confidence and desire for success that he tried to imbue in the Ruach and the yeshiva. Yehi Zichri Baruch.